You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'd hate to die like your son, clawing at my neck, foam and bile spilling from my mouth, eyes blood red, skin purple. Must have been horrible for you as a king's guard, as a father. It was horrible enough for me, a shocking scene. Not at all what I intended. You see, I'd never seen the poison work before. Tell Cersei. I wanted to know it was me. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I will be one of your hosts today. Joining me in the studio uh, is Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Pretty good. How are you doing, Neil? I'm doing all right. Uh, As I said uh, on the previous episode in this series here, this Game of Thrones trivia series, uh, if you haven't heard our show before, which I'm thinking you have since you've listened to the first part, I would hope, uh, we would love for you to check out our past catalog. Uh, we uh, are just a little bit over 100 episodes. Uh, we've been doing it for a little while, and we're, we're really happy with the product that we've been releasing, and we'd uh, love for you to check it out. It'd be very much appreciated. Uh, we're a weekly uh, pub trivia-style podcast, uh, and we hope that uh, we give you sort of the feeling of playing pub trivia with your friends um, weekly, if, if that's the type of uh, activity that you like uh, partaking in. But uh, this is Game of Thrones trivia, and, and this uh, episode is premiering uh, for the or during the season finale, series finale of not, Game of not Thrones. Not during. Nobody would. Not during. No. I would. I'm, I'm listening to this as I'm watching <laughs> the series finale. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just super excited to uh, continue this series. We had uh, six competitors last episode, and I'll let Jeff talk a little bit about what went on then. So yeah, uh, we had... Uh, uh, Kelsey, uh, who uh, took out Matt, unfortunately, in round one. Uh, he was mauled to death by a direwolf. He was. Uh, Kelsey will be playing for House Stark. Uh, Andrew, the stag skewered, unfortunately, the dragon, uh, felling Kirk in the first game. And uh, the, uh, the house Tyrell shriveled up like a rose in the wind and was destroyed by the Kraken of Caitlyn. So uh, Caitlyn defeated Eric in uh, the first round of this, and Caitlyn will be uh, playing today as well. 
Well, yeah, and uh, let's introduce those competitors. Uh, just a quick thank you to uh, those that did fall last episode. Uh, the way we did this tournament uh, is every competitor wrote questions, and uh, all of those questions were used uh, during the game. So a very big thank you to Matt Doherty, uh, Matthew Kirk, and uh, Eric Ede uh, for writing their questions for that game. But uh, let's introduce uh, our competitors once more for round two. So we'll start with Kelsey Barcombe. She's coming to us from Denver, Colorado, uh, and is a Patreon supporter, uh, which we very much appreciate. How's it going, Kelsey? Good. How are you? Good. And how are you feeling uh, from your your battle last time? Uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like I have the stark energy flowing through me with the strength of a direwolf. So I'm hoping I could have another strong performance. We hope so too. And uh, <laughs> for people at home who can't see you right now, uh, you found some sort of giant mink coat to look like a direwolf, uh, which is great. So uh, that's not true, but um, it would be great <laughs> if you had a big furry coat on. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing a fox around my neck like Jon Snow. There you go. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, our second competitor uh, that also prevailed uh, is Andrew Woolery. Uh, he's from Glen Ellen, Illinois, a little uh, short uh, short trip from us. Uh, how's it going tonight, Andrew? That's going great. Uh, Andrew uh, released uh, unto the world uh, Lando Corgrissian, uh, his dog, uh, which we were all talking about. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, Andrew, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience, uh, on the first episode? Uh, it was, you know, neck and neck. I, I had to pull a Lord Karstark reference out to, to win that one. <laughs> Just barely got it. And yeah, it, it was a really good time. Great. Well, a win's a win, so it's okay. Uh, we, we, uh, we definitely count that. Uh, and our final competitor uh, who's joining us today uh, from Arlington, Virginia, is Caitlin Joyce, uh, also a Patreon supporter. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Caitlin? I'm doing really well. How are you guys? Doing well. Uh, and for the people at home who maybe don't remember, it's been a little bit of a while. Um, why don't you tell people what happened beforehand, uh, which I think may have been the motivation you needed to kick butt. Yeah, so uh, Jeff was uh, slandering my house of... Uh... Of <laughs> Greyjoy saying it was a lesser house, so I had to come back in victory just so I could slay him in this version of the game. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Well, uh, like a true um, fan of Game of Thrones, uh, there are some spoilers uh, and that that you are aware of. And that spoiler today is that uh, Jeff is going to be portraying the uh, shadow assassin um, birthed from the Red Lady. Is that her name? Yeah, Sandra. I, I wanted to say the lady in red, like the song, but I know that's not true. <laughs> um, but Jeff is going to be playing today. He was not playing the first game just because we had uh, many more competitors and Jeff um, was helping you know, run the show. But he wanted to play. He, he begged and he pleaded. And uh, I made sure that uh, I'm trying to think of a Game of Thrones reference off the top of my head. Uh, but you, you played some, uh, some Reigns of Castamere and, and convinced me. So uh, you're going to be the shadow assassin today. You're going to be the fourth competitor. And it's going to be a four for all. And it's going to be a full game in our normal format, uh, which is uh, 25 questions and uh, all Game of Thrones. So uh, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. How are you feeling, Jeff? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, Neil Neil convinced me that I, I wasn't allowed to be a White Walker. Um, <laughs> but that's what I really wanted to be. Uh, so, uh, But much like the I think the White Walkers, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe yet. Uh, we recorded this just before the season came out. So... Maybe maybe they're already vanquished at this point, and my fate is sealed <laughs> if I went that path. But uh, I'll, you, I'll stick with the Shadow Assassin. Uh, yeah. I like that title. Yeah, Shadow and Assassin, I think, is good, and I think uh, hopefully you were gonna lose. Number one, I, I sort of feel like <laughs> I'm gonna end up like the Shadow Assassin. Maybe I'll take one person out. Yes, but then I'm gonna be gone so fast. Right. So and you only <laughs> you only really have one kill. You're like a bee. 
<laughs> and I think, uh, I hope that you lose, number one, not to be mean, but that's just how I feel. And number two... Neil, you've known me how long I'm pretty good at losing by now. True. Uh, so I hope you lose. And number two, <laughs> I hope that uh, some one of these competitors breaks your back so that you will have to use a White Walker for the rest of your life. So... Uh, <laughs> Wow, you had to walk really far for that joke. <laughs> I had to wait. <laughs> I definitely put the uh, the tennis balls on the bottom of that walker to get to that joke. So one more introduction that we would like to make is uh, someone who's making a special guest appearance. Uh, he's a Patreon supporter of ours. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, we've uh, had the pleasure of hanging out with him many times, uh, and that is uh, Drew Bucksbaum. How's it going, Drew? Going pretty good. Wow, you've hung out with me, and you still consider me a friend. Wow. Of course. Hey, I, just because you pay me a little bit of money each month does not tarnish the fact that we're friends. Uh, no, Drew. I'm very happy to be here. I've got my uh, I've got my foam long claw right here because you know it's a lot cheaper than the real one, and I'm uh, ready to go. Awesome. Well, uh, why don't you tell uh, people a little bit about yourself uh, before we get started, uh, since they haven't met you yet, and this is uh, sort of our season finale for the Game of Thrones trivia. I'm a trivia head out of Jersey City, New Jersey. Um, starting back up my podcast again, uh, which is called Nerd Off. Nice. So if you're looking for another trivia podcast in the next few weeks, I should be getting new episodes of that out. Uh, I also host a Tuesday night trivia at a place called Brightside Tavern in Jersey City. So if you're a uh, if you're a Jersey local, that's starting up actually tomorrow. All right. Well, uh, one quick thank you I wanted to say uh, to um, some of the competitors that signed up. We had a, a bunch of interests in this uh, this little tournament, and uh, we had to pick six names at random. And uh, those are the six names that were in the first episode that continued here. But just wanted to say thank you to those that weren't able to compete because they wrote the questions that we're going to be using for this game, including Drew. So a uh, big thank you to uh, Patreon supporter C. Robert Dimitri, uh, another Patreon supporter Vivek Ravi Shankar, uh, another patron supporter, Tony Rask. Uh, Drew, as I said. Uh, uh, new patron supporter, Tom Krafsik. And uh, uh, the rest, uh, also patron supporters, uh, Alex Rojo, Cheyenne Fletcher, and Andrew Thomas. So thank you to all of you uh, who couldn't make this uh, this game, uh, but just for uh, wanting to be involved. And yeah, really we, are, we are very fortunate that they are so generous with uh, their their time and money. Yes, so. and I told Jeff I was really worried we wouldn't get people interested in, to play this game. I thought maybe we'd get two people, uh, but we were so lucky. So um, that's great. We really appreciate it. Uh, but before we get started, let's throw it to the rules guy, just so for those of you who don't know how the game works, you will get uh, that knowledge right now. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare, and I am the cream. Interesting that he did it in Valerian, Jeff. Yeah, uh, I didn't understand a single word of it. Uh, I would have preferred the Dothraki one, but he said he would charge more for that, so. Yeah, well, I, I am uh, shirtless wearing the uh, the paint of the Dothraki. Um, I've never ridden a horse before, but um, I can do, uh, like, one push-up, so I feel like I'm in line with him. Look, Neil, you're not a Dothraki if you can't ride a horse. <laughs> Okay. All right. So we're going to start with round one. The first five questions are going to be from uh, Vivek Ravishankar. So thank you, Vivek. Question one. We are introduced to many theories of war and death in Game of Thrones. 
may be none more memorable than King Robert Baratheon's. What, according to King Robert, don't they tell you about death in the stories? I'm locked in. <laughs> I'm also locked in? Yes, I am too. All right, so Caitlin, uh, you can talk out loud. I am blanking on this entire thing, and I know I was doing these quizzes like last week, and I came across this, and now I can't remember it. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna lock in with something that's absolutely not okay. But that's that's all right. Let's start with Caitlin. Let's start with you then. What's your uh, what's your answer? I said, uh, death is not simple. It's wrong, and I can't think of anything else. <laughs> Andrew, what did you say? Uh, I said it smells. That's kind of a guess. It's probably from something else. Okay. Uh, Kelsey? Uh, I also said it was the smell because I believe he said men themselves when they die. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was from this or something else. But... I, I think it was definitely referenced at least one other time, but I think it might also be from a good old Bobby B. Robert Brown. Yeah. All right. And Jeff? <laughs> um, you might be able to do a better Mark Addy here, um, but uh, I... They uh they don't tell you how they all sh- themselves. So there we go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the correct answer is they never tell you how they all sh- themselves. So <laughs> uh, that's going to be uh, points to Jeff and Kelsey. Andrew, you were very close. Uh, we just needed. The... Yeah, I probably shouldn't get that one. Yeah. Yeah, we need we needed the sh- in that one, as they say. <laughs> I do love the. Uh... Actually, thought about saying it smells like, sh- but I didn't say that. Yeah. So. Yeah, he always makes me think of the sitcom he was on, so it was really hard for me to see him as what Baratheon. Was what was he in? I think it was Still Standing. Still Standing with Jamie Gertz. That's right. Still oh Standing. Oh, my. All right. Well, uh, moving on to question two. Game of Thrones is famous for its so-called, quote, sex position, the explanation of key context and history while characters get it on. In one such scene, Viserys Targaryen lists dragons whose skulls he's seen in the Red Keep while receiving... Uh, an off-screen sexual act. Uh, can you name one of those dragons? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Me too. <sighs> it's, it's, it's the curse that Jeff laid on me now. I was too cocky. <laughs> now I can't think of anything. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it for what is dead may never die. So, A Greyjoy cocky? No. I'm not the Greyjoy. No, I know. I'm just saying. I, I, it was a reference I knew for <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. One of them is specifically not very cocky anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, I am locked in with a wrong answer. All right. Uh, let's start with Andrew on this one. I said Balerion. Okay. Uh, let's go to Kelsey. I also said Balerion. All right. Uh, Jeff? Uh, I think he might be the Dread, but I said Balerion. All right. And Caitlin? I said Dracaris, which is what Daenerys <laughs> says when she wants her freaking dragon to fly. <laughs> it's not right. Well, as Captain America says, I understood that reference, but it is unfortunately not correct. Um, the dragons here are uh, Giscar, Valeran, Vermithrax, Esovius, Arcanel, Meraxes, Vagar, and Balerion the Dread. Yeah. So those are points to Kelsey, Jeff, and Andrew. Uh, all right, uh, going on to uh, question three. We meet Sirio Farrell in King's Landing, where he instructs Arya Stark in swordplay. Prior to that, though, what and where was his occupation? I'm locked in. Okay, so it looks like uh, Andrew and Kelsey locked in. So Caitlin and Jeff are still thinking. I'll lock in. 
I'll lock in two, but I think I'm missing a word in my answer, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, let's start with Caitlin. Uh, I said the Sword of Bravas. Okay. And uh, let's go to Jeff. I said he was a Bravosi sellsword. All right. Uh, let's go to Kelsey. I said something somewhat similar, but I believe he was the first Sword of Bravos. All right. And Andrew. I had first Sword of Bravos. Okay, um, I'll, I'll let uh, Drew uh, rule with this. I mean, I believe everyone gets points there, but uh, the answer I have is the first sword of the free city of Bravos. So I feel like that's close. What do you think? What do you think, Drew? I mean, I'd give it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, let's do it. It's the beginning of the game. We got to build some confidence here. <laughs> I'm on the board. Yes. <laughs> so everyone is on the board there. All right. So my email for my PayPal, Caitlin, is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number four. In season one, Bran Stark plows through the sigils and house words of the various major and minor houses, but gets tripped up on the words for House Lannister. What does Bran mistakenly claim are their words? And uh, so what does Bran mistakenly (laughs) claim are House Lannister's words? And for one extra point, uh, what are, in fact, their words? Locked in. Also locked in. Me too. Me too. Okay, uh, let's start with Kelsey on this one. Um, I think he mistakenly says a Lannister always pays their debts, and the actual words are "hear me roar." Okay, let's go to Andrew. I had the same thing. A Lannister always pays their debts, and hear me roar. All right, Caitlin. Uh, I said a Lannister always pays his debts, and hear me roar. And Jeffrey. Uh, a popular motto, but uh, then corrects <laughs> Maester Lewin corrects Bran. Uh, so yeah, he says a Lannister always pays its debts, and then uh, hear me roar. All right. Well, it's 11 points straight down the board there for everyone. And finally, question five here, beginning this uh, first round, uh, first halfway point. Just as we use AD, Anno Domine, and BC, before Christ, in our calendar, the Westerosi use AC and BC. For them, who and what does the C refer to? Ooh, that's a good one. Locked in. So Andrew uh, locks in right away. I could always be wrong, though. You could be wrong. You could be saying AC Slater. So <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll take a stab at it. Okay. I'm locked in. Just trying to think of anything that has a C in it besides Castle Rock, but that makes <laughs> no sense. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I got. I got nothing. I, I'm gonna tap out on this one. Okay. All right. A tap from Caitlin. Uh, let's go to uh, Jeff. Yeah, this one, I, I I can't remember it from either the books or the TV show, so I guessed uh, Children. Okay, Children from Jeff. Kelsey? I remember reading this recently, but I don't recall what it was, but I also locked in with Children, and I don't think it's correct. Okay, and Andrew? I said uh, Before and After the Conquering by the Targaryens. All right, Uh yeah, I, I, I'll accept that. Uh, I have here, it is uh, referring to Aegon Targaryen's uh, conquest. So the sea in conquest. Yeah, that sounds yep. pretty convincingly right to me. Sounds right to me as well. <laughs> I, sh- I should have locked in with my thought process and I didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, it's got to have something to do with the Targaryens. And I'm like, I couldn't think of a word with a sea. <laughs> well, because there was an original conquest with the children and I thought that might be the one in question. But Children of the forest, yeah. Yeah, with the first men. Uh, Well, after five questions, we have a very close game here. Caitlin is in second place currently with 21 points and a uh, three-way tie for first right now between Andrew, Kelsey, and Jeff with 41 points. So 
tight game. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to Drew, who's going to read some questions uh, from our friend Tony Rask. So, Drew, take it away. All right. So our next question is characters Obara, Nymeria, and Tien are collectively known by what name? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I hate that I am, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let's start with Andrew. Uh, The Sand Snakes. All right. Caitlin? The Sand Snakes. Kelsey? I like to refer to them as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Sand Snakes, but I also locked in with Sand Snakes. <laughs> and Jeff. I don't know where the mutant would come in, but they definitely seem uh, teenage. Uh, yeah, the uh, we said the, the Sand Snakes. We, I don't know which we is in my head, but Sand Snakes. I'm so used to playing on a team. <laughs> well, uh, you, your team of one did get it right, so don't worry. It is, in fact, the Sand Snakes. So good job, everyone. Uh, our next question, uh, if you are a devout of the drowned god, you should be able to finish this sentence. What is dead may never die, but... I'm locked in. It's funny how you think you know it until you're like, am I 100% <laughs> sure of the phrasing on this? Yeah, I'm locked in. All right, I'm locked in. Okay, that leaves uh, Kelsey, I believe. Feel free to talk freely. All right, I'm 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 locked in. Uh... I said, may the dead remain. All right. Uh, Caitlin? I said something I'm pretty sure I made up, but it was, uh, what is conquered may never fall. <laughs> I made mine up too. So <laughs> uh, and uh, Jeff? I feel bad for the Greyjoy in the room. Uh, I believe what is dead may never die, but rises harder and stronger. I don't know if I have the phrasing right on that, but... <laughs> I had rise again harder and stronger. Uh, Drew, I... Uh, I'll let you decide on that one. I think I know where where to go with this, but oh, this is another ruling on me. It is rises again harder and stronger. I believe the again is probably needed there. I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, we're looking for an exact finish the sentence here. So yeah, so points to Andrew on that one. Well done. Okay, so question eight. There are many overlapping family trees in Game of Thrones. But how are Daenerys and Jon Snow actually related? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Locked in, yeah. All right, let's start with Caitlin here. Uh, I said she's his aunt. He's the nephew. Kelsey? I also said she's his aunt. Jeff? Uh, I said that she is his aunt. Andrew? Same thing. She's his aunt. (laughs) She is, in fact, his aunt. Yeah, the the spoilers, the scene where they uh, eventually go at it. I was like, "Am I okay with incest now? Because I don't want to no. be." <laughs> That's nothing in Game of Thrones. Come on. I mean, the Targaryen Targaryen tree is pretty much a circle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a giant pool of incest. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, they didn't know. That's true. They didn't know. To be fair, though, as Targaryens, I think they still would have. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a preclusion. <laughs> it's only because she had no brothers left. <laughs> <laughs> and Aquaman was gone, too, at that point. Yeah, he went underwater. He had to. <laughs> okay, so moving on to question nine. You may recognize actor Tom Hooper as the massive eight-man Luther Hargreaves in Umbrella Academy, but he first played a doomed minor role in Game of Thrones as Dickon, the brother to which more prominent character? I'm locked in. Locked, locked in. in. 
Locked in. All right, let's start with Jeff. Uh, he is the younger brother, uh, although he will still inherit the house, uh, of Tarly. So Samuel Tarly. Kelsey? Also said Samuel Tarly. Caitlin? I said Samuel Tarly. And Andrew? Samuel Tarly. Well, there's no fooling you guys. <laughs> okay, guys. So question 10. Peter Baelish is originally from which region of Westeros? A name that his nickname strongly points to. And it's not a destination in upstate New York. <laughs> I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. <laughs> I think I'm locked in. I'm locked in, yeah. All right, let's start with Andrew. I think it's the fingers. All right, Caitlin? I said the fingers. Kelsey? Yeah, I'm originally from upstate New York, so I also said the fingers. And Jeff? I just wanted to take my family on a vacation to the Finger Lakes. Oh, sorry, that was the wrong show. Uh, I said the fingers. And that is correct. It is, in fact, the fingers. All right. Well, after the first round, it looks like uh, Caitlin is in third place. She gained uh, an extra 40 points there in the second half of the round to get 61 points. Tied for second are Kelsey and Jeff with 81 points. And taking a slight lead before the swing round is Andrew with 91 points. All right. Well, with those scores, we're going to move on to the swing round. But before we do that, I just wanted to give a shout out uh, to all of our supporters on Patreon. Uh, it's with their help and support that we're able to do great bonus episodes like this. Uh, Jeff, why don't you talk a little bit about Patreon and uh, what it means to the show? You're right. Uh, the help and support of our patrons uh, contributes directly to the success of the show, including these great bonus episodes, which are one of my favorite things that we get to do. Uh, we do additional bonus episodes on top of these normal ones. I know. sounds crazy, right? And you can only get those if you are a patron uh, at our Patreon page. We also have a lot of great perks. Um, we just went through signing a bunch of posters for patrons. Uh, we do uh, crafted triviality boxes uh, for patrons. Uh, we've given out buttons and stickers, and I mean, there's there's so many things there. If you are interested in supporting us in any way, uh, whatever contribution you'd like to make would be very helpful to us, and we would be very much appreciative, and you can do so at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. And a very, very big thank you to all of the competitors today. Uh, Andrew, Caitlin, and Kelsey are all uh, Patreon supporters. Andrew with his wife, Beth. And also our special co-host, Drew, is also a Patreon supporter. So thank all of you for uh, helping us out. We appreciate it. In more ways than one, we literally could not do the show without you. Yes. All right. Uh, So our swing round today uh, is brought to us by uh, Patreon supporter C. Robert Dimitri. So thank you. Uh, this is going to be an all quotes swing round. So we, we couldn't do a Game of Thrones game without some great quotes uh, written by the writing staff of Game of Thrones. Um, and uh, we thought this would be fun. So uh, basically, um, I'm going to say a quote. I'm not going to do an impression because I'm not too familiar with them to do that for you. But I'm going to say the quote and we're just going to be looking for the character that said it. So um, what we'll do is I'll read the first five Drew will read the second five, and then we'll go through them one more time, and uh, we'll give you guys a little bit of time to spend with yourselves to write down your answers. So there's going to be 10 quotes, and they're going to be worth five points apiece. Uh, everyone okay with that? Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. Number one, the freedom to make my own mistakes was all I ever wanted. Number two, I read it in a book. Number three, I've known a great many clever men. I've outlived them all. You know why? I ignored them. Number four, you're mine and I'm yours. And if we die, we die. 
But first, we'll live. Number five. The next time you raise a hand to me will be the last time you have hands. (laughs) I'm going to throw it over to Drew. All right, perfect. So number six. I'm sure cutting off heads is very satisfying, but that's not the way you get people to work together. Number seven. The more people you love, the weaker you are. Number eight. All men are made of water. Do you know this? If you pierce them, the water leaks out and they die. Number nine. It is rare to meet a Lannister who shares my enthusiasm for dead Lannisters. And number ten. We only make peace with our enemies, my lord. That's why it's called making peace. Okay, all the answers are locked in for the swing round. Uh, Drew and I will go through each question. We'll say the quote, and then we'll get everyone's answer. So here we go. Uh, I'm going to use the same order for every answer just to make it a little more seamless. So it's going to go Andrew, Caitlin, Kelsey, Jeff. All right. Uh, Number one was the freedom to make my own mistakes was all I ever wanted. Uh, Let's start with Andrew. I had Aria. All right. Caitlin. I said John. Okay, Kelsey. He said Mance Raider. And Jeff. I said Mance Raider. That was it, a terrible Jon Snow. Sorry, Mance Raider. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is Mance Raider. Oh, nice. All right, number two. I read it in a book. Uh, let's start with Andrew. I said Samuel Tarly. Caitlin. I said Samuel Tarly. Kelsey. Sam Tarly. And Jeff. If this isn't Sam Tarley, I would be very disappointed. All right. It is John. S- I'm just kidding. It is <laughs> It is Samuel Tarley. All right. Uh, number. Th- I was going to say, if it was early in the show, it would never have been Davos Seaworth. So. <laughs> I mean, there's, there, yeah, there's basically like two <laughs> people who actively read. Tyrion or Seer or Samuel. Davos is learning. That's right. That's why I said early on it wouldn't have been him, but now it could be. Uh, all right, number three, uh, I've known a great many clever men. I've outlived them all. You know why? I ignored them. Uh, Andrew? Uh, Lena Terrell. Caitlin? I said Eamon Targaryen. Kelsey? I was pretty sure on this one I said Olena Tyrell. And Jeff? Oh, the Lady of Thorns herself, uh, Olena Tyrell. And Olena Tyrell is correct. Number four... You're mine, and I'm yours. And if we die, we die. But first, we'll live. Andrew. This one I said Egret. I wasn't sure. Caitlin. I said Egret too. Kelsey. Uh, I have no Egrets over here because I also said Egret. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff. Well played. Uh, I said Egret. It is Egret. Yeah, it is Egret. Right after they get together. Okay. They have a, you know, he breaks his vows, so. It sounds. It sounds like that would be what you would say. Uh, I feel like everyone. Technically, he didn't break his vows because they used a butt double. Well, there you go. <laughs> and they're married now, right? In real life. Yes. yes. Actually, one of my favorite stories about them personally is um, she. So she was kind of kept out of the loop about what was going on ever since she left the show, and uh, um, so like she's always like, "Oh, what's you know, like what's going on? What's going on? What's going on?" So like, if, you know, he'll share it with her eventually. But he left town one time. And as a prank, he got one of the props guys to bring in one of the severed heads from a, a Night's Watchman, and he left it in their their freezer. 
And so she opened the freezer and it was, but it wasn't just any prop head. It was his prop head. So he left his own severed head in their freezer. And she like apparently held a grudge for quite a while, which I, I would understand, I guess. That's love right there. Yeah. It's uh, it's, but it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite stories about them personally. Yeah. He's uh, he's a bit of a prankster. Number five. The next time you raise a hand to me will be the last time you have hands. Andrew. I've got Cersei Lannister. All right. Uh, Caitlin. I also said Cersei Lannister. Kelsey. Uh, I believe this is Daenerys Targaryen talking to her brother, Viserys. And Jeff. Yeah, I think he slaps her around and then through gritted teeth, Danny snarks back this response. Yeah. It is Daenerys Targaryen. All right. Let's throw it to Drew. All right. So number six. I'm sure cutting off heads is very satisfying, but that's not the way you get people to work together. All right. Andrew. I have Tyrion Lannister. Caitlin. I put Sansa. All right. Kelsey. Put Catelyn Stark. And Jeff. This is the one I didn't know, so I, I got nothing. And the correct answer is Sansa Stark. All right. All right. So moving on to question seven. The more people you love, the weaker you are. All right, let's go to Andrew. I said Tywin Lannister. I really didn't know this one. All right, Caitlin. I said Arya. All right, Kelsey. I was also not sure on this one. I said Varys. All right, and Jeff. Ooh, yeah, I I didn't know either. I thought maybe this was a Littlefinger quote. Nope, this is actually a Cersei Lannister quote. Hmm, wow. That makes sense. She only loves four people. (laughs) Uh, so question eight, all men are made of water. Did you know this? If you pierce them, the water leaks out and they die. All right, let's go to Andrew. Cereal Pharrell. Okay, Caitlin. I said Yara Greyjoy. Kelsey. I also said Cereal Pharrell. And Jeff. All men are made of water. Do you know this? I said Cereal Pharrell. And Cereal Pharrell is the correct answer. What do we say to death, Neil? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> All right, so moving on to number nine. It is rare to meet a Lannister who shares my enthusiasm for dead Lannisters. All right, Andrew. I have O'Baron Martell. Caitlin. I also have O'Baron Martell. Kelsey. Also O'Baron Martell. And Jeff. And I'd like to butcher Pedro Pascal here. Uh, It is rare to meet a Lannister who shares my enthusiasm for dead Lannisters. That tickles. It is Oberyn Martell. And finally, number 10. We only make peace with our enemies, my lord. That's why it's called making peace. All right, Andrew? I said Varys. All right, Caitlin? I said Tyrion. Kelsey? This one bugged me. I remember it happening, but couldn't place it. But I went with Davos. And Jeff? I sort of heard this one as Jon Snow, but I've got no idea. I mean, what what if I had like said it like slower, a little quieter and creepier? Oh, Lord Baelish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is. It is Littlefinger. Okay. Well, following the swing round, a very competitive swing round. Caitlin picked up twenty points. Andrew picked up an additional twenty-five points, and Kelsey and Jeff both picked up thirty-five points to bring our scores currently. Before going into the second round, Caitlin with eighty-one. And Andrew, Kelsey, and Jeff tied with 116. <laughs> Still? It's a very close wow. game here. Uh, very close game on all, on all counts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. 
I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm just going to chill in the back for a while. Hey, you're not that far back. Not that far back. (laughs) And remember, our final round, you get to wager, so you could out-wager everyone, so there's still still time. Um, I'm really afraid of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, now we're going to go into the second round. Uh, Our first Five questions here of the second round are going to be from the writer of our swing round, C. Robert Dimitri. So thank you very much again. Question one in round two. Name the four deceased Stark direwolves in the order that their deaths were revealed on screen. So not only do you have to name the four deceased Stark direwolves, but in the order that they were killed on screen. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Uh, let's start with Jeff. Yep. The first two I'm absolutely certain of. It would be Lady and then Grey Wind. And then I said, uh, I'm getting a little nervous here. Um, I said Shaggy Dog and Summer. All right. Let's go to Caitlin. I also said Lady, Grey Wind, Shaggy Dog, and Summer. Kelsey? I said the same Lady, Grey Wind, Shaggy Dog, and Summer. And Andrew? Me four, Lady Greywind, Shaggy, Dog, and Summer. All right, great minds think alike. It was uh, Lady in Season 1, Episode 2, Greywind, Season 3, Episode 9, Shaggy Dog, Season 6, Episode 3, and Summer, Season 6, Episode 5. Oh, they were close. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew that they were really close together. Right, and because I was like, I know Rickon survives longer than Summer does, but I was like, I think they kill his direwolf before that. So yeah, yeah, Ooh. I think so. Sweating, even though I have the window open, and it's forty degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to question two. In celebration of its 65th anniversary in April of 2018, TV Guide released a list of their 65 best television episodes of the 21st century based on their memorability and lasting impact. Which Game of Thrones episode made it into the top 10? Locked in. I'm locked, I'm locked in. in. Ooh. Me too. All right. That was quick. So let's go with uh, Caitlin first on this one. I said the Red Wedding. Okay. Let's go to Kelsey. Um, I also said the episode with the Red Wedding, but I believe it's called The Reigns of Castamere. Okay, let's go to Jeff. Uh, I said The Reigns of Castamere. 
and Andrew. I said the Red Wedding. I don't know if you're going to give it on that one. So at least we, we you got the reference correct. But yeah, the title, uh, The Reigns of Castamere, is the correct answer. Question three in the second round. As identified by Kyburn, what is the two-word name of the poison used by Ilaria to murder Myrcella and later used in vengeance by Cersei to kill Ilaria's daughter, Tyene? I'm also locked in. I have one, but I don't think it's right. I mean, I, I guessed. I came up with like three of the poisons I could think of, and it was the only two-word one, so I was like, done. That's okay. I, I'm locked in. Can't think of the second word, and I'm pretty sure it's actually like something of something, which is more than two words. So I'm going to lock in with a single word because I can't think of the other word. All right. Well, let's start with your answer. What do you have? I have uh, lice, L-Y-S, lice. Okay. Let's go to Kelsey. Um, I think this is named for the poison taking a little while to kick in. And it's either the long goodbye or the long farewell, but I locked in with the long farewell. All right. Jeff? Ooh, that sounds right. The other one that I remembered, and I'm pretty sure this is the one that Joffrey succumbs to, is the strangler. So I said the strangler. And Andrew? I said tears of lease, even though I knew that was not right because it's three words, but I couldn't think yep. of goodbye but she's right yeah <laughs> all right well it is not the samuel jackson gina davis classic the long kiss goodnight but it is <laughs> long farewell so 10 points to kelsey wow the strangler is what uh joffrey succumbed to you know right after saying it's nothing <laughs> <laughs> all right number four what are the words for house martell i'm locked in i am locked in i'm locked in i am once again struggling it doesn't hurt that I know somebody who has fridge magnets for all these, so. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I should I should have looked at these again before, like earlier today, and I didn't. <laughs> like you couldn't ask like where their house is or anything, <laughs> or what their sigil is. <laughs> all right. Well, everyone is locked in. Let's start with Kelsey for this one. He said, "Unbowed, unbent, unbroken." Andrew. Yes. Same thing. Unbowed, unbent, unbroken. Caitlin? I said the sun spears. <laughs> All right. And Jeff? Oh, their sigil is a, a white spear on a, with an orange background on a red sun, but I said unbowed, unbent, unbroken. And it is unbowed, unbent, and directed by Angelina Jolie, unbroken. <laughs> uh, all right, and uh, let's uh, round out the first half of the second round here with question five. It's going to be a multi-part answer here, so get your pen and paper ready. All right. Given the following characters who appeared in the season four episode, The Watchers on the Wall, I want you to name the character directly responsible for the death of each of them. There's three of them. So I just need you to tell me who is responsible for the death of these characters. Yikes. Number one, Steer Magnar of Then. Possibly Steyr Magnar of Then. Number two, Pip or Pipar? Pipar? Pipar, yeah. Pipar. Number three, Egret. So I'm looking for the people responsible for the deaths of number one, Steer, Magnar of Then. Number two, Pip, Pipar. And three, Egret. I'm locked in. So when this is over, we give my long claw to the winner to slay the other three, right? <laughs> I, I believe so, as long as it is streaming on YouTube, I, I think. <laughs> I'm ready to hear. All right, well, let's start with Andrew. These ones kill me because the little shit not in the book so for steer i have john snow not really sure about that one either 
For Pip, I have Tormund. Not sure about that one. And for number three, I cannot remember his name. So I, I pass on that one. Okay, let's go to Jeff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I agree with Andrew on Jon Snow. I remember kind of a pretty sweet fight between him and the Fen. Uh, I think I think Egret kills Pip because I, I kind of remember an emotional scene there. And then there's some little bastard who goes and stabs Jon <laughs> Snow to death. And it's his fault. And I don't know his name. Okay, uh, let's go to Caitlin. Uh, yeah, I said John for the first one. Regret for the second one. And I said, I think his name is like Yori, Jory or something like that. Okay. But he was that little sh- who killed Regret. <laughs> <laughs> so at least right before we hear Kelsey's answer, it seems like we're just going to change his name to little sh- for the record. Uh, <laughs> I almost think we should accept that little sh- <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Kelsey. Uh, so the only one I was sure on was that little <laughs> whose name was Ollie. Oh. Uh, I also had Jon Snow for uh, the Fen, and of course I hate Fens. Uh, <laughs> and I kind of thought that Pip was one of the Night's Watch trying to uh, block the gate from uh, giant penetration, so I said 1-1. One, one. Okay, so um, the answers are the person responsible for... Uh, the death of Steer was Jon Snow. The person responsible for uh, the death of Egret was that little sh- Ollie. And the person responsible for the death of Pip was Egret. So no points to anyone there. All right. Well, we're we're experiencing a little separation here um, with the score update before going to the second half. Uh, Caitlin is in uh, fourth place here with 91 points still in the game. Uh, right above her is Andrew with 136 points. Uh, And then a uh, close battle here up at the top between Jeff and Kelsey. Jeff with 146 points and Kelsey with 156 points. So I'm going to throw it over to Drew to uh, round out the second round. Yeah, now there's there's a lot of pressure. We're we're coming towards the end here. Like, my questions actually matter. (laughs) Because you're doing your own questions now, right? Uh, I mean, unless people don't like them in <laughs> which case uh, neil wrote them all <laughs> so question six which of these characters was not present in every season of the show mm. theon Greyjoy, bran stark or varies i'm locked in i'm locked in i'm locked in all right let's start with andrew i think this is kind of the unexpected one bran stark caitlin I said Bran Stark. Kelsey? I said Bran Stark. And Jeff? I don't know if it's just because in one season he's a boy and in the next season he's nine feet tall. Yeah. I said Bran Stark. Apparently not unexpected. Okay. Yeah. uh, Puberty hits really hard, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Bran was absent in season four. Good job, everyone there. Our question seven is... Which immediate member of the Stark clan who is technically present at the Red Wedding is not killed? I'm locked in. I'm going to lock in. And if I don't like your answer, I'm going to fight you on this one, Andrew. (laughs) 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 Because I don't accept being wrong. (laughs) That's fine. Except for the two times you were wrong in the first five. Don't remind me, Neil. I I like having short-term memory. (laughs) Uh, I just... Is last name okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is one uh, good exception to that old trivia rule of last name is acceptable. 
worth a shot. <laughs> uh, well, let's start with you, Caitlin. Uh, yeah, so the only thing I put down is uh, Bruce Bolton, which is not a Stark. So <laughs> uh, Let's go to uh, Andrew. I said Arya Stark. I forgot. It's kind of a trick question because she's not actually in the room, right? But uh, We'll see. Uh, Kelsey? I was thinking along the same lines. I said Arya Stark. Jeffrey. I believe a girl has no name, uh, but I said Arya Stark. <laughs> yes, the girl has no name. It is Arya. She she wasn't in the room where it happened, but she was there <laughs> at the wedding. Yeah, she tries. She tries to get in, right? Yeah. And they, but they no like no one will vouch for her. And then yeah, she's outside when they when they kill Grey Wind, and then she's like, oh. and so his head on Rob's body. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice question here, Drew. Your next question, because I had some experience uh, with this for a commercial I just did, so this is pretty funny. Is it teaching people Backstreet Boys moves? It is not, but it is along the lines. <laughs> um, so our next question, which is question eight, I believe. Yes, it's question eight. The furs worn by Jon Snow and other members of the Night's Watch are made from what? And I'm not talking what Locked in. item are they made from <laughs> in the show what are they made from in real life oh yeah locked in i'm locked in i finally know one <laughs> <laughs> uh, i have a guess though this is literally one of my favorite game of throne facts i'm locked in uh let's start with kelsey i had really no idea so i just said bears okay uh jeff <laughs> uh i said uh bathroom rugs okay Let's go to Andrew. I just said cheap rugs. All right. And Caitlin. I said specifically Ikea rugs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So it is uh, specifically Ikea rugs. And uh, Ikea actually put out for cosplayers <laughs> a guide of how to turn their rugs nice. into the first cosplay as Jon Snow. I gained ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I actually really wanted to put in the joke of your mom's chest hair but I decided not to <laughs> <laughs> yeah when I, when, when I was running these questions by my girlfriend earlier who's also a Game of Thrones fan she was like uh, wildling hair and I was like no 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 I mean in real life what are they made of like, no. <laughs> so question nine the actor who played Hodor is better known for having what career? Locked in. Me too. Oh, lock in a guess. All right, I'm locked in. Okay, let's start with Kelsey. I said he's a wrestler. Okay, let's go to Jeff. I know him better uh, personally for just having a, like a face tattoo that they have to cover up, but uh, I didn't know. I don't know him personally. Um, Christian Naren or whatever his name is, but uh, uh, I just guessed he was a musician because there's a lot of those on the show. Okay. I said he's a DJ. All right. And Andrew. I had DJ. He is, in fact, a DJ. I was hoping for, like, the, the random guesses. It would be, like, doorstop manufacturer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is, it, is it too soon still? It's still too soon. <laughs> um, okay. So, question 10. We're coming towards an end here, everyone. Um, when discussing Stannis Baratheon's Siege of King's Landing with Varys... Tyrion asks, where are the gods of what? At a different point in time, he also declares himself the god of these. <laughs> I'm locked in. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right, I'm locked in. All right, let's start with Caitlin. I said broken men. Okay. Let's go to <laughs> Andrew. I had tits and wine. All right, Kelsey. <laughs> I had tits and wine. And Jeff. <laughs> yes, uh, I am the god. Why not a god for tits and wine? Uh, yeah, the answer is, in fact, uh, that Tyrion uh, declares himself the god of tits and wine. And Tywin does not seem too happy when he does so. <laughs> All right. Well, following the second round there, uh, a lot of points gained, and we have our scores going into the final round. So uh, before we do that and we get the categories uh, for you to wager on, just remember that all the points that you've accrued, uh, you can wager with. So these are your points, so make sure you write them down. So Caitlin, you have 121 points. Uh, Right above her, tied with 176 points are Jeff and Andrew. And uh, slightly in the lead right now is Kelsey with 186 points. So uh, for our final round, uh, you can wager 0 to 30 uh, in each category, depending uh, on the points that you have, which I believe, if my math is correct, which I will not uh, be confident about, I think everyone has enough points to do that, pretty much, if they want. Not really, but it's close. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, the pretty much was a good uh, add on there. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, So before we get to uh, the final round, uh, just wanted to uh, thank uh, the question writers for this game one more time. Uh, That's C. Robert Dimitri, uh, Vivek uh, Ravi Shankar, Tony Rask, uh, Drew himself, Drew Buxbaum, uh, and uh, the final five questions that we're about to hear uh, by Tom Krafsik. Uh So thank you very much to all those people. Uh, let's hear your categories. They are category one, Westeros politics. Category two, Westeros second-class citizens. Category three, Westeros geography. Category 4, Historical Battles. Category 5, ASOS Geography. All right. Well, all the wagers are locked in, so we're going to get to the questions here. Um, I'm going to throw the mic over to Drew with the first question. All right. Looks like I caught the mic here. Um, Our first question is in Westeros politics. The king needs all the help he can get. That's why he has the small council headed by the hand of the king. Name three out of the other six positions on the small council. Your second question is in the category Westeros second-class citizens. In the books, Princess Shireen Baratheon is often accompanied by the Baratheon family fool who's known for his very eerie songs and confusing statements. Only Melisandre has the ability to piece them together. In the show, you can occasionally hear Princess Shireen singing these odd and creepy songs. What is this fool's name? And it is not Neil. It is not Neil, no. Back to you, Drew. Okay. So question number three in the category of Westeros geography. The narrow sea separates King's Landing from cities such as Bravos, Pentos, and Tyrosh. Sunspear sits on the coast of the Summer Sea in the south. What large bone-chilling sea is located in the north and spreads from the north all the way across to the far reaches of Essos? Question four in the category of historical battles. When Rhaegar and Robert finally meet in their epic Battle of the Trident, 
Robert triumphs over Rhaegar by caving in his breastplate with his mighty warhammer. When he does this, what rare jewels become dislodged and fall into the river? And in the final category of ASOS Geography, your question is, in alphabetical order, name the three major cities that make up Slaver's Bay. All right, well, all the answers uh, have been locked in. So we're going to go read the question one more time for each uh, category and uh, get answers from everyone. Same as the swing round. We're going to go Andrew, Caitlin, Kelsey, and Jeff. Uh, and I will say what you wagered, so no no uh, worries with that. Uh, and, um, yeah, let's start with Drew with question one. Okay, so question one. The king needs all the help he can get. That's why he has the small council headed by the hand of the king. Name three out of the other six positions on the small council. All right. Andrew wagered 30. What was your answers? Uh, I have Lord Commander of the Kingsguard, uh, the Master of the Purse, and a little hesitant on which one to say this because I don't know how picky we're going to be, but I'll say uh, the King's Maester. Okay. Uh, let's go to Caitlin. You wagered 15. Yeah, I said the head of the king's guard, the grand maester, and the master of coin. Okay. Let's go to uh, Kelsey, who wager 10. I said the master of whispers, the master of coin, and the master of laws. Okay. And Jeff, you wagered 30. Yep. Um, the ones I was pretty sure of, I had uh, master of coin, uh, grand maester. Uh, I almost said archmaester, but I'm pretty sure that's only the guy who's in the citadel. And then I said uh, the Lord Commander of the King's Guard because there's a scene um, where they're trying to do I think Tommen's King's Guard, and uh, they're trying to like oh, um, Mace Tyrell is like real upset, and Jamie's like trying to get a seat at the table, and he's like, no, he's like, there's definitely room for the the Lord Commander of the King's Guard or whatever. So that was the my third one. All right, uh, Drew, take it away. Yeah, absolutely. So you have the Lord Commander of the King's Guard, the Master of Coin. The Master of Whispers, the Master of Ships, the Master of Law, and the Grandmeister. Uh, question two is in the category of Westeros second-class citizens. In the books, Princess Shireen Baratheon is often accompanied by the Baratheon family fool, who is known for his very eerie songs and confusing statements. Only Melisandre has the ability to piece them together. In the show, you can occasionally hear Princess Shireen singing these odd and creepy songs. We were looking for the name of the fool. Uh, Andrew wagered 20. What was your answer? Patchface. All right. Caitlin, you wagered 25. I also said Patchface. Kelsey with 20. Uh, this one I wasn't sure on. I could only think of one uh, Westerosi fool, and that was Marillion. Okay. And Jeff, you wagered 30. Yeah, and uh, it turns out that I'm playing the fool. Um because uh, the only fool I could remember was Sir Dantos. But uh, when I heard Patchface, it uh, it really hurt. And the correct answer is Patchface or Patches. Yeah. We would have also accepted Patches O'Houlihan. <laughs> <laughs> Patches O'Houlihan. <laughs> dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. All right, back to Drew. All right, so Westeros Geography. The Narrow Sea separates King's Landing from cities such as Bravos, Pentos, and Tyrosh. Sunspear sits on the coast of the Summer Sea in the south. 
what large bone-chilling sea is located in the north and spreads from the north all the way across to the far reaches of Essos? All right, Andrew, you wager 20. This is kind of a vague guess, but Sea of Storms? Okay, uh, Caitlin with 15. Uh, and I made up this wonderful place called the Bay of Icy Narrow. Ooh, <laughs> sounds cool. Uh, Kelsey, you wager 10. I said the Shivering Sea. Okay, and Jeff, you wagered 30. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that this is the Shivering Sea. And that bone-chilling sea is, in fact, the Shivering Sea. All right. Uh, category four was historical battles. When Rhaegar and Robert finally meet in their epic battle of the Trident, Robert triumphs over Rhaegar by caving in his breastplate with a mighty warhammer. When he does this, what rare jewels become dislodged and fall into the river? Andrew, you wager 20. What was your answer? Uh, rubies. I know it's that in the books. I can't remember if it's that in the show. But All right. Caitlin, you wagered 15. I said blood rubies okay uh kelsey uh you wager 10 i said sapphires all right and uh jeff you wager 30 uh i was pretty sure they were rubies but maybe that's from the book as andrew said all right well uh the answer is red rubies uh this area of the river now becomes named the ruby ford uh so i believe uh i think we can accept blood rubies uh, for the red there yeah. All right. And uh, question five was in the category of ASOS geography. Uh, in alphabetical order, we just wanted you to name the three major cities that make up Slaver's Bay. Uh, Andrew, you wager 20 on this. I have Astapor, Marine, and Yunkai. Caitlin, you wagered 15. Yep. I also have Astapor, Marine, and Yunkai. Kelsey, you wagered 10. I also have Astapor, Meereen, and if I could do my Jorah Mormont impression, Yunkai. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff, uh, you wagered 30. Uh, Astapor, Meereen, and Yunkai. Yeah. All right. Uh, I didn't the, like that one. The That's answers good. are Astapor, Meereen, or Meereen, and Yunkai. Well done, everyone. I feel like that was a hard <laughs> one. All right. Well, all the scores have been tabulated. Uh, this was a crazy, crazy game. Uh, and this was a two-episode game. It was an epic, uh, just as epic as uh, the TV show Game of Thrones. So right before I uh, give the scores, huge, huge thank you to uh, those competitors that uh, watch their watch ended. Uh, that was Eric Ede, uh, Matt Doherty, and uh, Matthew Kirk. Thank you very much for participating in episode one. Uh, and uh, let's move on to today's competitors. Uh, in fourth place, the Sigil... House Greyjoy, that would be Caitlin with 176 points. Uh, betting a little conservatively, uh, that might have been her downfall. Uh, unfortunately, like the family that she shares the name with uh, is Kelsey of House Stark with 186 points in third place. Uh, in a very narrow first and second place finish here. In second place, House Baratheon, uh, Andrew Woolery with 246 points. And uh, coming out of the womb, literally, uh, the shadow assassin for <laughs> Holy crap. for one kill, uh, 266 points. That would be Jeff. Wow. Ah. I was hoping I would do well because I did just watch the whole series in the last month. So, but I mean, I feel like you kind of deserve it just for that. <laughs> he does. It. He doesn't deserve anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
deserves got nothing to do with it. Well, and you deserve it for the abuse you take from Neil. No, Neil. Neil and I get along quite well. Um, Ken and I have been friends a long time, so I get most of the abuse from Ken. Um, but that's sort of the deal. Like, um, you know, he and I feel we have license to just go at it if we if we find a good opening. So, just like uh, a greet in Jon Snow. So. Um, we wanted to say uh, thank you. We have also gone at it like that. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Drew, thank you very much for also writing questions and for co-hosting with me today. Uh, please let people know where they can uh, find the resurgence of your podcast. All right. So um, it will be wherever you can find all your favorite podcasts. Uh, you know, iTunes and all that. Uh, it is hosted on Podbean. So if you head over there, it's called uh, Nerd Off. Uh, and if you're in the Jersey City area, my new little company, Highball Trivia, is starting uh, up at Brightside Tavern tomorrow night. So Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, along with Drew, the remainder of the contestants are all Patreon supporters, uh, which we cannot uh, say thank you enough uh, for that. But uh, let's start with uh, Andrew Woolery. Uh, him and his wife, uh, Beth, are our Patreon supporters. Uh, any last words, Andrew? Uh, not really. Just well played, everyone. I think we're all super nerds. Um, that's, that's not such a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Uh, next in line, uh, thank you very much to Caitlin Joyce, uh, for joining us today. Uh, any last words from you? Uh, yeah, I think pretty much I have to go back and watch the show again, definitely before season eight comes out, but, uh, refresh my memory. <laughs> I wish you good luck at that point. <laughs> You've got, uh, 70, wait, no, sorry. Uh, 67 episodes to get through in two weeks. So. Why do you doubt me? Godspeed. She can do it. You've already <laughs> challenged her once, and she, I, so she won her her battle. I did it in a month, and that felt like a job. <laughs> uh, and uh, finally, last but not least, uh, is uh, Kelsey Barcom, uh, also a Patreon supporter. Thank you very much uh, for joining us today. Any last words from you? Yeah, shout out to my fiance Kurt because uh, without him, I would be like Jon Snow and know nothing. And uh, to my dire wolf puppy Magneria, who has dreams of running in the wild with a with a pack of her own, like Nymeria. Oh well, that was very nice. Uh, and and Kelsey actually said that she had written uh, many many questions uh, for this, so maybe we'll have to have her back to uh, host another game and bring some of you back for a rematch. I was very prepared, by the way, to bend the knee. Uh, following Kelsey's performances in this game and last, so well, that's what happens. We you know we had that final round with the wagers. It's uh, it, it can go anywhere. Um, but uh, yes, huge thank you to Andrew, Caitlin, Kelsey, Jeff, Andrew uh, for part two, uh, and also uh, Matthew Kirk, Matt Doherty, and Eric Ede for part one. And also a big thank you to everyone who wrote in questions: C. Robert Dimitri, Vivek Ravi Shankar, Tony Rask, uh, and Tom Krafsik. Uh, we very much appreciate all that help and all the help of all our listeners. Thank you so, so much for uh, following the show and uh, being um, so wonderful with us. So um, on behalf of all those wonderful people and Jeff here in the studio and Ken and Matt. Uh, <laughs> that just sounded really funny. Uh, all those wonderful people and Jeff. <laughs> and, and, and Ken and Matt, uh, who decided a hockey game was more important than uh, Game of Thrones. My name is Neil, and that was Triviality. That makes them wrong. In his free time. Oh yeah, he was a really good He's, sculptor. He, yeah, I mean, he made he made full chainmail by hand. Um, he he bent all of the all of the links in a full chainmail suit by hand, at school, mind you, because uh, he was so gifted. None of the teachers even cared. Like, so <laughs> yeah, I, the, those props are always so cool to me.
but not as much chain mail as we used to get on AOL back in the day. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm here for. All right. The cheap laughs. Yeah. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.